Hey, Logan, did, did either of us talk a whole lot tonight? We didn't, but we know two guys that did. That's right. Jimmy Lewis and Chris Parker were talking from Rottweiler HQ, giving us a tour and showing some of Chris's bikes. Yeah, what what they have in stock, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's an impressive facility. Yeah. If you're listening to this, it's kind of worth checking out the video. There are some good questions that they answer as well regarding a bike whose front end's been tweaked after crashing and some other good information that you're just going to have to listen for. Yes. If you want to support Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, thank Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Seat Concepts, Fast Company, and you can always shop through Amazon on our links on dirtbiketest.com. And don't forget the push through button on Rocky Mountain MC, also on www.dirtbiketest.com. Now, here's the show. All right, live from Pahrump, Nevada, it is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, episode 149. I am Matt Mattoon. I'm Logan Tyler. And uh, there's some some other people joining us remotely. Uh, Jim, Jimbo, is that his name? I'm busy right <laughs> he's, now. Yeah, he's busy taking a sip. But uh, I, Are we good? Is it, is it working? Yeah, everything seems to be going good. Like, Jimmy, what? it's it's your it's your top-notch people on it. I, like, nothing can go wrong right now. What kind of technical difficulties should I expect tonight? Uh, only the ones that you cause over there. Okay, good. Make me big on the screen because I'm more important. Can I get All you right. less to me? Slightly more in frame well, we, we could probably I'm come feeling. Okay, we can go like this. Hold on. We're still getting adjusted here. That's so great welcome to Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Uh, my name is Jimmy Lewis. I'm joined here tonight. We're at Rottweiler Performance. You can tell by the echoey sound because we're not in our awesome studio, but we're in an awesome shop. Joined here tonight with Chris Parker. Hey, everybody. Um, he was on, I don't know what show you were on before. 26. 26. See, he knows. I looked it up today. And another one, 50-something. 50-something. Yeah. We did, yeah, we did a live show here before. Uh, this time, we kept it a little bit quieter. It's not as many people. Everybody was having side discussions, so it's hard to hear us. Hopefully, the sound is good. But uh, you know what Tech Talk Taco Tuesday is all about, Chris? Jimmy. Uh, no, no, it's about promoting your business. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Uh, never mind. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> no. Tonight's all about you. No, this is the show where we mansplain your motorcycle problems right back to you. So, just in case you wondered why I can say that, it's because we have absolutely zero female viewers that I'm aware of. Is this yeah. right, Matt? Did you do the survey? Uh, I'm pretty sure your wife watches every now and then, but yeah. that's only when she's not tired of you. And that's why I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying that. So, Mary's <laughs> <laughs> probably watching both oh, our wives. Okay, that's yeah. yeah just, our, your, view, your female viewership just doubled. Doubled. Yeah. Because our wives are watching what we're doing to make sure we don't do anything wrong. It's good. Yeah. We're, we're, on, we're, we're talking about motorcycle, motorcycle related products. I want to thank everybody for joining in. We are going to, what we're going to do, we're going to do, here's, here's the way the show's going to work tonight. We're going to do a quick round of questions. We got one or two uh, submitted from our YouTube videos and our last shows. And we've got some coming through on the chats right now. So we're also going to get to those. And one thing I wanted to do is Chris has been a good friend of mine ever since uh, I rode through his parking lot on a bicycle and said, whoa, that's a pretty cool bike. He was going down to race Baja. And uh, I had no idea that there was somebody building that kind of stuff in my neighborhood, literally, when I used to live in Costa Mesa. I mistook him for a homeless person. 
Well, that's normal. This happens all the that's time. That's actually true. Yeah. It is a true story. I rode my same bicycle, by the way. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you could move my chain. Okay. Yeah. I have the technology. So, so he was in a little, like you were, you were a one cove, single bay shop, mostly doing uh, really high performance mufflers. Exhaust systems. Yeah. From yeah. like Singapore Porsche and exotic cars. And, yeah. Super, yeah. super Santa stuff, but he had a really trick uh, Baja race bike there. We started talking. I ended up riding his bike for a story in, in Dirt Rider. And now you guys are in how many square feet? Uh, 12,000. 12,000. We're trying to get another 4,100 <laughs> square feet. He's gone from kind of ma manufacturing his own little trick trinkets for on Sierra 450s to kind of exclusively, almost exclusively, KTM, Husky, heavy, heavy on the on the twin cylinder bikes for sure. And uh, But pushing down into, into the singles too. Yep. Uh, behind us is Chris's favorite bike. I uh, actually know your favorite one is over there. We'll get to that. It's not done yet. I can. I, I will already, be my favorite. I can already tell. Uh, <laughs> so he's got a lot of a lot of cool stuff in here. And but he have that up there. Didn't we talk about that last time? Oh, don't, don't, that. don't tell him about that. Okay. Yeah. So we'll talk about that maybe later. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so straight away, uh, got a question from Michael Col Col Col. Uh, should we should we thank sponsors first oh. or oh yeah we'll do that too you want to thank okay. sponsors <laughs> i think logan should thank him logan should thank him he's got practice on this yamaha well we thank yamaha takamoto scott sports climb ddc trail tech fast company seat concepts bulletproof designs and and also tonight we have the hot the the Seat Concepts Hot Seat Hotline. So if you'd like to call in, uh, we have our call-in line open for the first hour of the show, and the number is 775-318-5515. We don't have a, a caller tonight. We have a screener, call screener. So we'll just actually see it and then uh, kind of uh, you know bring you in unposted. One thing you need to know is if you do call in, we remote can't hear you, and Matt will have to... Uh, relay the question over, which is a little bit weird, but you can get your question straight in. Uh, hey, did you know that? Uh, oh, I know what I got to talk to you about. Hmm. Fast Company Flex Handle Works. Okay. So I know from a source you had them on, you got them on your mountain bike, mm -hmm. but you don't run them on your personal bikes. Hmm. Why not? I'm not like 70 yet. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've got a lot of respect for the product. Um, but do you run recluses? I do. And, but you're not seven. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, so I, I'm, this is, so one thing I was talking to Cole the other day and he was like, Oh, you're going to talk to Chris. He goes, ask him, just ask him about, it. he, he was kind of curious, like why you don't run them. I'm a minimalist. Now, now I, 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 I will say they are legit. Everyone I've talked to that runs them, they are hundred percent legit. I kid you when I say I'm not 70. Right. Because there are, there's a lot of older people that do run them for legitimate reasons, risk reasons, things like that. Right. They are legit animals. I am a minimalist. I like, you know, I'm, I'm very weight conscious, you know, and I'm, I just like, you know, uh, we're going to work in very few parts. We'll get into this when we go over and see this other Husky 501. Yeah. We talked about this as you were going, you're going down minimal throat, mm -hmm. super lightweight. And then you show me something else. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's not because I'm sitting there going, man, you could probably get a 220 pound Husky 501. Mm -hmm. And then, and then shock and then wheels. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, it was, these, it was these parts. So 
I, there's, there's a compromise. I, I put importance as, I mean, there's, I want it as lightweight as possible, but I also want to make it bulletproof and there's a compromise. Right. And I, I like to ride every day. And so I want to have flex handlebars on my bike, but so you've got a set for your mountain bike. Oh, and they're legit. They work do, great. Do you have, do you, do you, on the bike that was here the other day, did you, was that, were they on there? No, 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 not yet. I do have a set for that. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, in a box. Ready to go. I, I will tell you, this is, this is part of my fast company, Flex Handlebar 3. Mm-hmm. 100% made in the USA. We love that. Uh, if you think their motorcycle handlebars are good, you got to try their mountain bike bars. They are legit. Because they're, they're, they're really light, which is a big concern. When we talk about this, they're super light for what they are, and they make bad forks good. And I still have not ridden mountain bike suspension that absorbs bumps like motorcycles. They just don't. We had that conversation the other day and somebody was asking, Brandon Pat, yeah. he's like, these things ever work like motocross bikes? I go, they don't. They just, they're harsh and it's just, it has something to do with the weight of the bike and the forks and, and the weight. And, of, and they don't want you to lose, they don't want you to lose efficiency. They, 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 yeah. don't, they don't want you, they don't want you to be using all your energy pushing the forks up and down so they run them a little bit stiff and then, and then so it translates into a stiff feeling chassis plus it's light, it's a light vehicle. Well, I'll tell you what they do do is there's there's one downhill after uh, Rattlesnake in Laguna where there's a lot of braking bumps, so really really short, yeah. and they're really and they just if you don't have them, they literally just murder your wrist. The flex bars on the mountain bike, literally, they just the whole bike just goes like this and nothing happens. They just yeah. and there's a there's a a big difference, and that's I'm not sponsored by them. You know, well, but they sponsor the show. They've helped me out, and I've been. But what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. I literally okay. So this is where I was getting with this. I literally had to be forced into running flex handlebars. And this is the thing is if, if, if somebody would have just come to me, like I come to a lot of people and go, oh, no, you should try some flex bars. And they look at them and they go, oh, those are kind of heavy and those are this, that. Well, the reason I got forced into it because I was a journalist and flex had an intro where they said, hey, bring your bike out to Glen Helen. We're going to put, put the bars on and you get to test them. And they have a lot of different bar bends and they were putting them on different bikes. And I went and rode it and I'm like, you know, because I don't just look at something and go, it sucks and just walk away. I, I tried and I wanted to try it and I was stoked to try it. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of heavy, uh, whatever. And I was really worried about how much they were going to move, which initially, because they were running way softer elastomers than they back then than we do now. In fact, their softest one now would have probably been the stiffest one on that day. Mm-hmm. So the bars actually moved and, and, but, and they didn't have the top out damper mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. So it, it would actually go down and top out like an old, oh, like an old yeah. fork. And so you see that over time, this is like said 20 some odd years ago, Things have improved a ton. And you're going to change the elastomers top yeah, and bottom. You can adjust on what you want. Yeah, you yeah. can adjust the feel and all these things. So, so anyhow, I got forced into riding them. I, I rode them and I'm like, these are pretty good. Yeah, they're heavier, this and that. But I started, but it does this good and that good. And my wrists at that time were good. <laughs> Six years later, <laughs> I needed them. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden. And, and I'm kind of waiting for the day. No, I know they're legit. I, yeah. you know, the, the thing like about me being in this business is I get to try a lot of different things because we have them. Yeah, and so a lot of times I'll tell my purchaser, I'm like, "Hey, give me one of these and give me one of those too. And I actually get to try things back and forth, which is kind of fun, you know. So I, it's I, the same thing we do editorial. Yeah, and, and you, you know, you're you're. It's funny because you're selling a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but you want to sell the good stuff, the best stuff. Yeah, we want to believe in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have to know it, and then way you can. We're actually bringing on the cars. Oh. We're selling them. Okay. I told my guy, I go, why don't we sell flex bars? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, tell him. Get him you, know, you need to tell him. You say, Jimmy Lewis came in here and he's like a sales guy. He just kept, just kept crewing you. <laughs> he wouldn't leave me alone. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, <laughs> brought to you. Yeah. This segment brought to you by uh, Flex Handlebars. They're cool. I did my job. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, Logan, what's our first question up there? Yeah, that's you, Logan. 
I'll yeah, check one. Michael Colfin, what is your preferred gearing for a 2014 KTM 350 EXC for dual sport, desert riding, and rally light use? Sean stepped up from his KLX 140. The 350 seems to be geared low. As he was telling me, he was riding with it pinned on the Cruiser 2-track in Grable. Oh, uh, oh, I remember this guy. So this guy was, uh, yeah, his kid, he actually made a map book and everything for his kid to ride uh, a rally. And I remember it was a long time ago. So I don't, I don't remember, now, now I remember, I don't remember the name, but now I remember the situation. So I run on my 2014, actually mine's a 13, uh, 350 XC. I'm running 1450 uh, almost all the time. And I used to go between 50 and 52, but I rarely would put a 52 sprocket because the KTM is geared kind of low and you got to rev it. I mean, the, the problem with that transmission is it doesn't have a real good sixth speed. I wish there was a bigger gap between fifth and sixth, or I wish first was lower so that I could gear it in order to make, you know, fifth or sixth higher. So uh, 1450 is what I run. It's a little bit of a compromise and uh, we have people showing up. Might be John Beck. Oh yeah. It, it was, looked like vintage bikes. Yeah. We, we, older. we yeah. put it out on the thing. So, yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. It took a few seconds to get that, that question. Logan was sleeping on the, on the job. I need to find my restream here. So we're trying, I'm trying to find it. I'm, okay. I'm a, there we go. It does have, it's got uh, Mark Daniels is there. Is he? Hey, Mark. Out. Yeah. Mark's big tickets, there. big tickets. Uh, Cooper likes my hat. Uh, what does Todd Kelly want to know? What is the best way or method for straightening the front end after taking a digger? It seems after I go down hard, my front end is then forever cockeyed. So uh, number one, uh, don't take diggers. This is, I just like to go to the root cause of the problem. <laughs> number two is when you have the opportunity, loosen up your entire front end and retorque everything down to the manufacturer's spec. And the reason I say that is that I will guarantee probably more than I could afford to lose on a, in a, in a, in a, I would bet more than I could afford to lose in a bet right now that your torque values are not correct on the pinch clamps or the fork and the axle and all that stuff. I just watched you change front wheel on this bike here. Mm -hmm. And he, he changed it because he didn't want to have, he didn't want to have like worn out tires. On no, this I, can't, bike. I can't have that with all, yeah. with all these 13 people watching. Right. So there's not 13. It's more. I looked oh, over here. 19. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's, it's uh, there's, 41. There's, 21. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> that's only on your screen. There's more on this one. Okay. And then thousands, literally millions of people will watch this in, <laughs> in a few years to come. Okay. Yeah. Just, just saying. Actually, How did we go from thousands to millions? They're, they're, they're coming in. we got people showing up for the show. So. Hi there. Come on in. We so, so anyway, so retort. Yeah. That. So come, come in, and we got, we got, we got some. So have, have the one seat. You're officially the only people here. Yeah, but it's okay because because we can't have too much talking. Wait, we don't have I'm good not allowed to get anything, right? No. Okay. Good. Are you, are you <laughs> well, you're ditching work. No, 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 I'm not. Okay, good. I like your business hours and like my my work hours. <laughs> I've wanted to come here like for, for a while, but I could. I can never make well, it. Well, welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> we got to finish answering this question. Uh, 
I want to bring up, do you, do you spin the front brake? Do you spin the front wheel and hit the brake thing and loosen your clamps and let it straighten everything up? Do you do that? I, I Okay. So I have, I have a method or procedure for, for the way I tighten, torque everything down. And, and I'm, so the way that the KTM axle works in particular, and a lot of bikes work in particular, is it's pulling, the axle is actually pulling everything and tightening everything up against the fork lug on the disc side so that everything is centered. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what I usually do is, is I get the, get the axle put in there, make sure it's all clean and lube and like it's supposed to be. I don't have to hit it in with a hammer. You know, I've seen that before and then you're on a whole different planet, but everything's in there. And so what I will do is I will lock the pinch down on the opposite side so I can tighten the axle so that I know that the axle is getting bound up against, you know, so the axle becomes tight and everything's tight. Then I will loosen up that opposite side. Mm-hmm. I usually so don't have to do that. They usually will tighten, but sometimes you do Yeah, I just want to make sure I can get the torque on it. Mm-hmm. So, so I torque that, everything's pinched up, then I loosen everything back up, then I will usually grab the brake. You know, I'll, I'll just pinch the brake, and that way you make sure if your pads have become loose or whatever, it pinches on the cal- on the caliper, it centers the caliper on the, on the sliders, so everything's where it's supposed to be, and nothing's in a bind, and then you can begin torquing down, and then I'll snug each pinch, and then I'll tighten the pinches down, and then I'll one last time check the axle. But I don't, I don't snap it and push up and down. I know that if it's if everything's loose and you don't have to beat anything in there, it'll center itself for the most part. But you actually went to the effort to put the motion pro tool on the back that checks the alignment of the forks. And I mean, that's just factory mechanic level. So can I take a crack at this one? Yeah. So here's what I do. Well, he, he, remember, he's talking about after he crashes. So we we told you how to do it right, the way you should start with, and then we'll don't roll crash. Back. Yeah, we'll, we'll no, we'll roll back. And so how do you do it? How well, do you put if you so when I when I put everything together, if I'm trying to chew the front end, basically I'll I'll put the forks in. I'll actually loosen the forks where they're they're actually held in the triple clamps where they won't fall out, but they can I can actually twist them a right. little bit. And I'll put the front wheel on, and I usually use, uh, there's a dry lube uh, that W40 uses that I always use on axles. Okay. I don't use grease. I use, it's a spray, it's a graphite lube. Right. So it's for locks. Okay. So axles would blow right in there, but they don't attract dust. Uh, Chris lives and lives in Baja, basically, which is mostly dust, not like back east. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, the idea is like when you're in a panic and like bottom of a thousand, when you yank out an axle, it usually ends up on the ground and you go to put it back in and it's, and it's grease. It's just covered with sand. Yeah. And, so, and, and the reason that the grease works is because grease generally prevents the water from working its way in through gaps. Right. So, so anyways, keep going. So we use the dry lube because we, we you know, after the race, the whole bike is torn out of it. So yeah. not worried about the grease. So we put that in and then we torque down the nut. Um, I usually don't have to torque down the right-hand side to hold the pinch. It usually just catches when you torque it down. Then I torque down the two-pinch bolts on the left-hand side. Yep. Then I use the Motion Pro tool, and I put it on the forks. I set it, and I bring it down. The idea is to get your forks parallel, and that's really important. That's that's the trick that you see people doing at the, at the motocross tracks. When they're compressing their forks, what they're trying to do is compressing so everything is, 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 is true. Yeah, so, so it up. Because it's, it, when they're really far out there, they can move a lot. When you compress them, they can't. That's one way of doing it. I just use the tool and then I torque that down. Then with the fork slightly loose, but in there, I will spin the front wheel and grab the front brake hard. I'll probably do that three or four times. And that in theory should get your front tire exactly dead straight. Right. So if you're on the trail and you have tools and you can get the bike up, you can sort of do that. Otherwise you grab it with your knees and 
Okay. So, so when, and the other thing, when I was talking about doing that thing, when I, when I tighten the axle down and when I loosen up the pinch clamp on the other side, I always go make sure it's loose. Mm-hmm. I always make sure it slides a yeah. little bit, you know, so it's, it, it tells me that it's not in the bind in any way. And so it's doing the same thing as that torque tool and the same thing as it's spinning. And you can, and well, most people can feel when the, when the forks are in a bind, as far as, you know, like the forks just don't, it's like station, really bad station. Yeah. So they're, they're back to, back to original question about the digger. Uh, was it Todd? I think it was Todd. I believe so. Yeah. Digger. Todd Kelly. So, so the digger went, okay. You, if everything's torqued, you got to do a pretty good digger to bend them, but it, okay. So you've done a good digger, you hop up and what you do at that point is it's usually misaligned one no, side. No, no, you stand up and act like nothing ever happens. Okay, got that. Uh, you're, you're, so you're dingy and you think nothing happened. No, your wheel will be out of line with the fender most of the time when it's something that you can cure with a with a kick. So what I usually do is if if I you know ride move around all of a sudden I realize it's not tracked my bar skill bent and I and I know the bars aren't bent because I can look down and index them with the clamps and stuff. I will look at the fender, look at the wheel, see which way it is. I stop right there. I turn the bike onto the steering lock. And I go and I give the wheel a good kick with my heel, whack it, and 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 then pull it back and see if it's straight with the, the tip of the fender. And generally, generally it wants to go back into the straight position. It's really hard to kick it all the way over to the other side unless your torque values are wrong, and then it'll go everywhere. But if it's right, you, you just just as it got pushed out of line, it wants to push itself back to center, and then you're good. So Todd, hopefully that answers your. That's a lot. This is how we just mansplain everything <laughs> to the point wait there's a girl in here uh you're three you're third female viewer three fem- female viewers today oh, it's yeah. a new record yeah, yeah yeah it's a new record so you just said it's the same so anyways that was some mansplaining of how to straighten your uh planet well essentially what's happening is the forks are twisting in the clamps correct Yes. Yeah, so your forks are twisting in the clamps. Yeah, and that's what sets it's, it's, And it's binding in the. In the yeah, when you grab it with your knee and you bring it back, that creaking you hear is the forks twisting right. back a little bit. Yeah, and I, I've never found that I, that I can. It, it, like I said, usually if you're doing a digger, you want to get up and do it quick. So that's the method. But you could you could center it back. You have five of your buddies hold the bike. There's all different things you can do. And uh, what was our next one? Uh, Dave Black says, Do you run the same ratio for a 500 as you run for the 350? Or do something different? Well, out of laziness, I try to run 52 sprockets on all of my bikes, so all my wheels interchange. So it's pretty much 1450 across the board, unless I'm going to do something really specific where I need something different. I have a few wheels with 48s on them, a few wheels with 52. Luckily, with the KTM stuff, I can take and flip the axle blocks in two teeth increments. That's why I don't have any 49s or 51s. And that's uh, so, yeah, 1450 is good enough for 98% of the stuff that I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a 1547 guy for Baja. 15 for Baja 47. Yeah. It's fast. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't do that. Baja. Hey, uh, Logan, you want to try to pull off a Yamaha read there for us? After all this KTM talk, you know, the only bikes that I'm pretty sure Todd was talking about that crashed was his KTM. Cause if he was riding a blue crew, he would never have to do any of that stuff. Right. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ 450 and YZ 250F 
bringing the performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the Yamaha YZ450F and Yamaha YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphic packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industry-only free power tuner app. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter Victory Zone. What do you get to ride tomorrow, Logan? Probably nope. KTM so 300. Tomorrow? Maybe. I don't know. No. YZ250, bro. It's, oh, okay. It's still TBD <laughs> if he's going to be able to make it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of things going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. we're going to go ride a 2023 Honda 450 R. So we got to keep it on the, uh, got to keep it on a level playing field. Uh, tonight's tequila, at least the first one, everybody is the, uh, Avion single original tequila reposado. I'll put that right up to the camera there for you. We'll tell you how it is in a few minutes. That's Jimmy's. This oh. one's mine. Oh, <laughs> So good. Um, and Chris Real wants everybody to know the front uh, end bolts are super sensitive to proper torque. And I do you grease them a little bit. We use the front, the triple clamp bolts and stuff. I use NECs, NECs, okay. which is more proper. Right. So yeah, I, I'll, depends on what's available at the time. But sure. Putting grease a, is close. Putting a little bit of uh, antifreeze and stuff on that. NECs, uh, you get true torque. You get you get a true torque with NECs. So if you're really truly trying to torque some NECs, it's the way to go. Okay, hey uh, Logan or Matt, do we have any questions on the uh, from the from the uh, whatever the internets? Did the internets deliver us any questions uh, from the sheets or the chat? No, the sheets. Yeah, uh, there's one that I think you put in here. What's the most? Okay. What's the most dangerous part of a motorcycle? The nut that connects the seat to the handlebar. Well, that was a joke that I was going to ask oh. Chris. Mm. That was that delivery on that was uh, was a D minus slogan. That's D- the only question there was. I just that's, thought it was that's, slow. that's not a question. That's a that's a that's a joke. Remember how we were going to do a segment where there was a joke? Yeah, I just did it. <laughs> I don't think you did that very well. How does it go? The most important nut on the motorcycles between the seat and the Hey, Chris. Yeah. What's the most important? No. Nope. What's the most dangerous part on a motorcycle? I don't know, Jimmy. The nut that connects the seat to the handlebar. See how he laughed this time? It's all in delivery. It's a little funnier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've had a little sip of tequila, so it's all good. Too bad you kids can't do this. Uh, don't, don't follow my designs. Fixing a flipping clutch. Not even adults. Hey, Bulletproof Designs wants you to know they're going to have hand guards for most 2023 models really soon. Uh, And most of the 2022 group products swap over to the new model. So if you're getting a new model, like my buddy Dave Donatoni, who just picked up a KTM 300 to make me feel insignificant, uh, (laughs) he's going to be calling up Bulletproof Designs, getting all the cool stuff for his new ride. So you can do that too. Uh, Check out Bulletproof Designs. Dot com. Okay, next question, Logan. Fixing a slipping clutch. 
Max Nuts. Eh. Whose brain is fried listening to this ex- explanation? LOL. Crying emoji. Is probably or mine from explaining something like that. Your explanation. Do my explanations fry brains? They're a little long and overexplained. They're mansplained, in other words. Yep, you're mansplained. So I got a question for you, Logan. Um, Matt, maybe you can help out with this. So when Mm -hmm. you are going to go riding with your girlfriend and you're going to take your girlfriend out for a little smooching, how do you get her to sit on the front of your motorcycle? Do you know about this? Mm -hmm. So Logan has this technique where he goes out riding with his girlfriend Mm -hmm. and somehow he goes to a really nice scenic viewpoint and he can get his girlfriend to sit right in front of him on his motorcycle and they can do making out stuff. Mm-hmm. Facing towards them. Yeah, facing towards them. That makes sense. Okay, so how, Logan, how do you... wearing a backpack on the front. Okay, how do you how do you talk the girls into this? What's your technique? That's the real question. It was like four years ago. No, three, I think. I, well, I want to I wanna hear it in a non-brain-frying explanation because... If you can deliver this information out, I think we can get a younger demographic to start watching the show and you can give out, you know, Logan's dating tips, essentially, on how to, you know, how to, you know, have some good luck with the chicks. What kind of suspension settings do you have to run to do that? <laughs> Your dad's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the other thing. He was on his dad's bike. Uh-huh. He totally ripped off his dad's bike to do that. Did, yeah. did, did, did the girl in question, did she, did she care about what bike you guys went out on or it didn't matter? No. No. Yeah. It was just, it you had a motorcycle and that was cool. Yeah. Is your face turning yeah. red? I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's a man of a few words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still want to know, like, so, so just kind of pretend like I'm your girlfriend right now. This is kind of strange. Pretend I'm your girlfriend. And uh, so so we're standing around probably in the garage and I'm on my phone. I'm doing this, right? No. Is is this accurate? No. No. Okay. And so, well, okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I I don't just because I don't look like your girlfriend. But so if I'm there, do I say... Hey, Logan, can we go for a ride? Yeah. That's how it starts. The The question that is in question is no different than Jimmy being asked where the best trails are. Oh. Don't give the secrets away. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That was deep. That I just got shut down that so was, hard. Yeah. Deep that, that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like clip, a, that for, clip that for yeah. a segment that was that was excellent yeah. <laughs> was a, good job uh, I, I stole it but it worked you stole it no that, that yeah. was that was fully legit the magician doesn't give away his tre- <laughs> secrets it right is Logan I, well I don't I don't talk about where I ride I never because I, I ride really awesome places and I keep I keep that like now it makes sense. you have to work really hard to to find out you know you have to go out and do trail work or something or if I'm gonna go ride on someone's trails I want to come up and ride your trails and stuff I'm never gonna tell anybody where we're riding because they're your trails and 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 if I go ride in your trails I'll take you ride my trails but generally I expect to go out and have to you know cut some logs or 
work on the trails or, you know, because they're good trails. Mm-hmm. So this is a, this is the kind of thing, but I'm not going to tell you where they are. You don't kiss and tell. No, I don't kiss and tell. Is that, <laughs> is, is it? But I just want to know, I don't want to know the kiss and tell part. I want to know like uh, the technique on how you get to that, how you get there, but that's it. We'll, we'll work on this one. It'll, it'll <laughs> that's, that's like asking where's the parking lot to your favorite riding area. Oh, I see. Curly, Curly is the one that gave you that thing. You're reading the chat. Yeah, I yeah. saw it. And, and we have our first lady viewer tonight, Janie, my, my uh, ex-bartender. And not ex-bartender because she doesn't uh, like me anymore or I got kicked out. Ex-bartender because she's now retired. Uh, so he says, Logan, don't kiss and tell. And so he's he's getting advice from the sidelines. But yeah. Is this the uh, the bunny house? The bunny house. What do they call it? The, the, no, it was Romero's Mexican restaurant. Oh, it was not my bar, the bartender. Was. You're thinking the, of either the chicken ranch or Sherry's ranch. The chick, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what you're thinking. Different the bears are cheap. Jimmy taught me that. At, the, at those places? Yeah. No, they're not. That's why you took me there, wasn't it? Well, it's cheap for California. You take me there for other reasons. No, it's, it's cheap for California people. Okay, but it's it's uh, it's expensive in town. Like the mm. price of beer down where the sites are better is like them in Prime. Just no. so you know. So, anyways, uh, he knows. Hey, what we're gonna do? Uh, another? Do we have any other questions on that sheet for us? Yeah. Craft suspension review. Todd Kurt. Jimmy, you're not alone in liking the stock PDS suspension. I think it's very good for what KTM designed it for, which is slow to moderate speed trail riding. The problem is guys try to compare it to their KYB SSS suspension. On the 450, they used to have and complain about the lack of bottoming resistance on big jumps and lack of control through the whoops. It was never designed to for big jumps or pounding whoops in fourth gear. There's almost nothing better in first and second gear trails, like Kennedy Meadows, for example, than the KTM PDS suspension. Well, I tend to just disagree. Um, what do you think of PDS? Do you like PDS? Uh, yes or no. On my, I got a 500 and I have the 501s because I wanted the language. Um, the 500s because you hate PDS. No, no, no. It, it's like for, for like, it's great in the rocks. I think it's super smooth, right. but it's not lively. It's not fun. Like I can't get lift off of the, things. The and, and flop, I can't get the pop. Okay. You know, and that's why I went to five and ones because like people will say like the PDS, like in racing terms, the PDS is good for 10 tenths, probably nine tenths. Linkage is good for 10 tenths. You know, basically those big unexpected hits, those G outs, those kind of things. So that's the reason I got, and we raced to five ones in the Sonora Rally, but the, the 500 for cruising yeah. and just all around just fun, I absolutely love it. And oddly enough, it actually weaves much more. Oh, you know this. There's something he, weird he, he, about he, he, it. He, li- he likes the wheelies. The, fi- the PDS. <laughs> he, I likes the, wheelies. He, like, he likes the power wheelies, by the way. Just he's straight a, up. He's a power, yeah. yeah. Like 12 o'clock, full wheelie boys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, so Todd, um, I, in, in a small group that really likes the PDS. And I kind of want to disagree with you in some way, shapes or form in that, in that remember KTM used the PDS 
on their motocross bikes for a long time. And they were convinced that it worked better or could work better or it could do jumps and it could do all this stuff. And I've ridden some KTM PDS motocross bikes that were, in fact, phenomenal. Really, really good. Did they take setup? Yes. Could you take that motocross bike and ride it off-road? Hell no. Can you take a, a, a PDS bike that you've set up for, like, faster off-road and expect it to do single-track trails? Not really. Like, if you set one up for really? desert racing, you're not going to go and take it and, like, run GNCC-style stuff. Because mm-hmm. just the speed. So, just the setup. The setup. It's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not as wide-ranging as the linkage. You can get away with more with the linkage. There's a lot of things that aren't as critical. But the, for me, the PDSA is simple because I always say I'm a little bit lazy on stuff. I can have that shock off in two bolts. Mm-hmm. You know, two minutes, I can have the shock in my hands ready to, to do something. And on a linkage bike, you have to start disconnecting cell frames and all that stuff. Never mind the maintenance on and, a linkage. And is it is it a big deal? How many times you take your shock off? Okay, not that many. But I just, I, I really do like the way it performs in certain things. And I know how to adjust. Even if I'm going to go do kind of some variable things like I talk about, with the with the Kreft suspension, which was the modifications he's referencing to, is like I wanted a I wanted a PDS that worked a wider range of conditions. That was one of the things that I told them about. And and so they really worked to get the setting that would do more stuff. They they worked on the bottoming resistance, which we talked about a lot, and they went their direction and my direction was different. We fought a little bit about this, but we got it right in the end. And that suspension now is on my 300 that I'm going to go ride first and second gear single tracks on. And I was having a really good time on it going 70, 80 miles out in front, you know, pounding through the bumps and hitting G outs that come unexpectedly. So I'm expecting the suspension to do a lot more and it does. And I do have to change some clicks. So, so yeah, Todd, I, I, I don't think the PS is, I guess I am agreeing with you, you know, in a strange way. And just like Logan told me earlier, I'm talking too much. We need to go on a shop tour. Here at Rottweiler. What do you think? Did anybody want to see a shop tour of a Rottweiler performance? Can we go in the lobby and see our, our special guests? Yeah. I don't think they yeah. I don't think they have a choice. Like uh no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. One of them felt like he might have a security clearance or something and he can't be seen on TV. Can uh, I, I can just put my thumb over your face and, and block it out on that thing. Are we okay? Are you are you wanted by the authorities? You're not wanted. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to do a oh. so you want to go on a tour of this? So hey, everybody, go we're to gonna tour. we're gonna do a tour of Rottweiler performance here in Costa Mesa. We're gonna kind of walk around, and, and uh, Chris is gonna tell us a little bit about it. If you have any questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat. Uh, we'll we'll go kind of come back to those and answer those. And we're not really seeing much on the calls right now, are we, Matt? No, the call line is still open. So if anyone wants to go ahead and give us a call, it's the number is seven seven five three one eight five five one five. Sounds sounds good, and I think we've run through most of the questions uh, on the thing here. Yeah, so we're all good. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and disconnect the phone and follow Chris around. We'll see what's up. I'm gonna take my little red cup because there's something on the other side. Of the- there's more cups over there. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. And if you're if you're listening to this, uh, we're at Rottweiler Performance in Costa Mesa, California. Uh, it is. Unbelievably, hey Logan, what temperature is it here today? Seventy degrees. Seventy degrees, and the sun's setting, and it's just beautiful. Um, go outside here and just take a nice look at the uh, beautiful sunset. This isn't something you get to see in you know most podcasts, but uh, super awesome. So I'm going to walk in the front door, 
you're worried uh d2 here in costa mesa so we're rolling in here this is the old lobby actually hey chris you gotta do you gotta do this tour you gotta talk and do this okay so this is the old, old old lobby right so this is yeah this is the old lobby so in the old lobby if you look at the roof we did we tried to do the roof because we wanted to make the lobby look like like uh like a cabin like an adventure rider would go to and stay in yeah you know those cabins where you kind of go in there and stay in there for free on the middle of nowhere do you have rat poop? no no nope. we couldn't we could we never thought of the rat poop. you need a really worn out mattress that has holes in it and rat poop yeah, and in some place there has to be like a hidden bottle of something. Uh, we, I have plenty of hidden bottles. I have those. And just like most of the um, most of the places I've gone to, there's really awesome KTM's in the in the lobby. Yeah. So this, this is a six ninety. That was a project bike. Well, that's my personal bike. I just stored here just because. But this this was our original lobby. We did the kind of wood walls, and then we put a window here so everyone could kind of see out and see the dyno. And then we did the roof and all that kind of stuff, and then. Right here, this is our 25th hour in a day machine. So when we're burning the midnight oil, we check this. It never works. It never works. I've never been able to get the 25th hour in a day machine to work. So when people are wondering where their parts are, right, it's still broken. Okay. So this is this is the shop. So this is kind of the R&D area that we do things in right here. So we do have two buildings now. So it's gotten a little bit lonelier over here. It used to be kind of bustling and all the... All the, you know, the, the tech help guys were in this room right here. So I can kind of light this up real quick. So all the computers were here. And this is kind of where our, 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 our customer service guys were. And we kind of wanted to do these cool murals on the wall and all that kind of stuff. And we got, uh, you know, the, the MotoGP bike in the in media room. But we since moved them across the way. And we'll show you guys that here in a minute. So this is the, the main shop right here where we do the kind of R&D. So a lot of the magic happens here with intake design. It kind of happens on these three lifts right here. Those are our kind of backup lifts. Um, this is our dyno right here. So this is our dynamometer where we do all the tuning. Uh, we'll get back to this guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, 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 that's the one he's really proud of. We'll, we'll, we'll have a little longer discussion on that when we come back over to this side of the building. But Don, you spent a lot of time in here. Yeah. So this is our state-of-the-art dyno. This, a lot of magazines use this. Motorcycle.com comes in here and uses this. Brand Amp, uh, they send us a lot of Indian motorcycles and other things. So this is probably one of the nicer dynos in California. Um, and we, we did everything proper. This is a proper uh, soundproof room. So when you when you actually close the doors. Hey, Matt, does the sound sound a lot better in here? Actually, it sounds like a lot better. Like yeah, you guys should have just done the whole thing in there. Oh, we're we're gonna do the rest of the damn show in here. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard it just in my ears in here. It's it's yeah. way better. Yeah, it it's almost like it's like a studio. Yeah, when you come in here, you actually feel slightly <laughs> deaf. It's weird. It kind of like because it absorbs all the sound. But this is the same kind of material that um, um, uh, places use to check your ears when you when you do the the tests on your ears. Yeah, it's the exact same company that does this. And so there's just a giant version of it. So we can run, you know, bikes up to redline in here and then we vent the exhaust. So it'll get, it'll get loud here in a second, but. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically it, it, we can turn this whole place into a, a giant wind tunnel. So it pulls air through the wind vanes here and then it sucks it out and then shoves it out the roof. So we actually, most of the use of these fans is actually to cool down the assembly area because it sucks all the heat from the top of the shop. <laughs> so we'll, we'll turn that on, but this is where we do a lot of the tuning. So this is a uh, 2022 1290. We're, we're kind of seeing what it does and we're checking the tuning and checking the horsepower and 
Um, those are runs. That is actually some tuning we're doing on a get ECU on a uh, Husqvarna 501. Uh, so you can see the get ECUs when you get them, they come very lean right here. And then we basically smooth them out. So basically it smooths out your bottom end quite a bit and everything runs really, really well. Um, so we ran those maps on that bike all the way down to Cabo. We did a 1400 mile trip and those, those maps run really, really well. So this is kind of a fun place to be, uh, you know, you kind of get in here and do some. But with, some with the headphones on. With the headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it gets a bit loud. If it's stock, you, you don't need headphones, but uh, we got a 890 Duke over there. We're doing some maps on that. This is an 890 rally. It's a project bike that we're kind of playing with a little bit. We use that for instructions and videos and things like that. This is our project 501. Okay. Stop talking about, we'll come back to this one. Okay. We're going to save this right. one. This is a big conversation. That this is a bike that that yeah, he's gone overboard on and we want to deep dive into it. Yeah. Hey, you want to see my bike? There's my bike right there. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest ironically, the biggest piece of crap in this building is Jimmy's bike. <laughs> Besides Jimmy. <laughs> okay. Uh so this is our we'll go through the assembly. Here. have this mess we built. So it's a little bit of a mess right now, but this is our assembly era. So this is our laser etching machine, laser cutting machine, uh, our computers. We've got some fuel tanks there, but this is where everything gets assembled. Uh, all the Rottweiler bits. So every single Rottweiler part that anyone ever holds in their hands has touched one of these two tables right here. So we have all the nuts and bolts back there, all the carbon fiber intakes and all the, all the shells loaded with all the hardware and all the bits and pieces that we use to make the product. So this is the whole area right here. We have a, a wiring department there for all the tail tidies. So all the wiring gets done kind of back there. Uh, um, Let's go look at the shelves real quick. Take a got, look at just some of the... We got the triple clamps. So these are all our triple clamps. So we have uh, a lot of our triple clamps right here just uh, sitting on the shelf. Really proud of these. These are for the 798-90 Adventure. Um, we kind of went overboard on these. We actually overbuilt them. They're just too perfect. <laughs> uh, they take a long time to machine, but these are like, you know, we have our, our steering stems right here. These are our 7075 steering stems. These are all machined downstairs in the machine shop. We'll show you guys that in a second. Um, these are more triple clamps in these boxes, overstock. Um, we have our carbon fiber. Yeah, these are all our carbon fiber intakes. You know, so we line these up. This is the carbon fiber splash guard on the intake right here. Um, so these are just waiting for air boxes right now. Um, plastic intake. So we do the plastic and the carbon fiber to anyone. What you want, you know, or intake cages. So we fabricate these right below this mezzanine. So these are all hand welded, handmade, sent them out, have them powder coated. And then we, we machine these bits right in here and press them in and all that. Twin air makes our filters. Yep. And all this is just a hardware, you know. All the nuts and bolts and everything, all the all the uh, stickers, sticker, sticker, <laughs> lots of those stickers. So we've always used really good stickers. We use decal works for our stickers, and they're very expensive uh, for what we, you know, we want nice stickers. But we they've ended up in five different ads and magazines on bikes that they've used. You know, so it kind of paid off. But um, so this is uh, our laser etcher right here. These are very cool. Um, we can do all our logos. I can actually put your face on a banana if you would like, or a piece of beef jerky with, with this machine right here. Logan, should I get my face on a banana? Yeah. 
yeah, that's that's I, I've been I've been aspiring to do something with my life, and so I thought, well, I don't know. More beef jerky, it's your call. I'm I'm still working on that eight eight minute beer mile, but we'll get to that later. So this is the machine shop right here. It's a it's a mess right now, but uh, we've been hard at work at our our gas tap full of gas tank. So this is our Doosan DNM fifty seven hundred. So we do all the triple clamps to this thing right here. Um, this is our lathe. Uh, it's another Doosan lathe. We have another Doosan coming like that, except it's smaller and faster. Um, so these are stock triple clamps. So we, these are actually like our our um, Scott's uh, damper adapters. This one is a bad one because uh, the anodizing people dropped it and put a dent in it. So we put a big X on it. Nobody gets that. <laughs> but um, this is where all the billet uh, bits get made. You know, we have a lot of our tooling here. Um, this is kind of a prototyping area. So these machines are a little simpler, simpler quicker to program. So we're working on some tooling right here for the new uh, 890 Duke intakes right here, which are these. So we have uh, these carbon fiber ones right here, and we have plastic ones. And so what we do is we have tooling like this where we load it in the tooling. And this is actually made for the adventure intake. But we final machine the two holes so they're perfectly circular. Because the people who make these for us, a lot of times they try to make perfect circles and they're not perfect. And then if they're not perfect, they suck dust. So we prefer to finish machine all of our own parts here. So coming around here, we got our polisher. This is a polisher and this is our tumbler. So this is where we kind of deburr a lot of bits. Hey, our, hey, Janie, look at this one. <laughs> she, has, she has a little tiny. <laughs> Anyways, okay. <laughs> she, has, she has the crafting one. That's my uh, bartender, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So this is our fabrication department. So we have another machine coming in pretty soon. So all this is going to get pulled out, rearranged, you know, press break there, shear, all the welders here, um, some material, our saw, welding table. Um, then we have a lot of our tooling kind of here. Um, so we're kind of getting jam-packed in here, but we'll walk across to yep. the warehouse. So this... Where's the squirrel? Squirrel dead. He's dead. Uh-oh. Squirrel died. There, there was, you can, you can follow the old Rottweiler. Squirrel's actually right around that dirt right there. Okay. So, so if you follow Rottweiler on the Instagrams, things like that, you might've seen the story of the squirrel. Yeah. We had a squirrel for about eight months, fell out of that tree and uh, was then, it was paralyzed. So we took care of it for six months and uh, he ended up dying. Yeah. He had a good life. So this is the warehouse. Uh, for me to shoot because a lot of people for whatever reason think we drop ship yeah and i don't know why I, you know we actually stock everything that we have on our website so if you look here you know it's basically we have all our crg bits our asb levers we've got EarthX batteries we've got anti-gravity we have all of our parts here you, you know you know what you know what logan asked me huh? when when he i did the pre thing to make sure our internet connections work logan says jimmy can you pick up all the parts that i broke on the 390 while you're there we have them <laughs> <laughs> If you broke a Samco hose, we got those. So we, uh, you know, a lot of shifters right here, uh, hammerhead shifters. And I think, yeah, they're hammerhead shifters. Tech spec, we got a few bikes over here, but, you know, a lot of BRP stuff. Rebel X, Remo, Hires, Winair, Magura, Recluse. So, yeah, I know you like the uh, the auto Auto clutches, yeah. Lots of those. Um, Brake line kits from Galfer. Um, we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of Cyclops lighting. Cyclops is a big seller. Um, Baja designs there. We've got, uh, you have Baja designs in stock. Yeah. 
Okay. Actually, Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Hey, so if you're, if you, if you're looking for Baja designs, that's not, that's in stock. Uh, Chris has some of it. Yeah. They may not have it because we have it. <laughs> Uh, a lot of Tecmo carbon fiber stuff. So we're Tecmo's US dealer. So a lot of carbon fiber protective pieces. Uh, we do very well with these. So they get a whole uh, wall here. Um, a lot of acrophobic stuff. This is all factory KTM seats, um, you know, uh, crash bars and, you know, skid pans, HP skid pans, um, all that stuff. All those two rows down there is all our race equipment. So we have a ton of those Milwaukee boxes. So that's also no our rally stuff. Those are extra bikes right there. Um, a lot of extra parts pull offs, and we even uh, store our Christmas tree here. <laughs> so, uh, all our t shirts, um, we'll work away. We got Galfer, lots of Galfer, so brake pads. Um, down the center row, we have, I mean, all kinds of stuff, everything quantum fuel pumps. We have uh, the Nash, we have Camel Tank, we have our stuff, all of our intakes. I mean, uh, we've got Motion Pro down there. We have, I mean, all kinds of brands, Evotech. Goes on and on and on. This is all Ganache right here. That's a big seller for us. On this wall over here is Aero exhaust. So we keep Aero uh, over here. Um, Acropolic is on the other side. Yoshimura is over there. Oh, somebody's going to be happy tomorrow or the next day. Oh, lots of people. <laughs> yeah, we got Aero exhaust. These are decats. We got the camel clutch levers, EvoTech, gaskets. I mean, Aero, we just got a big Aero ship today. So um, that's very popular. That's a lot of our. And gas tanks and intakes and stuff like that. And this is our new lobby. So we've got a lot of bikes in here. So this is our race bike. This is the one we raced the snow rally on. Okay. Yep. We're actually nine seconds out of third overall on this bike behind Ricky Bradbeck and Skyler House on this thing. So this was West Van Newenhouse from Cyclops, the son of the owner of Cyclops, Daryl Van Newenhouse. Yep. And he took this bike and rode it like it was uh, 80cc. More like he just threw this thing around like it was nothing. He, he, he is a bigger guy. He's big. Yeah, he's a bigger guy. Yeah. And, but uh, that is a that is as far as a twin cylinder bike that you would want to race. That would be it. And you guys knocked a lot of parts off of it to make it yeah pretty gnarly. We like this this whole thing is custom. Like if you look at the frame, like the whole the whole nav tower was all box section right here. We welded that on and repowder coated everything. It's got our triple clamps. It's got a Rebel X front end on it. Um, you know, it's got basically we've stripped all the ABS off it. We stripped everything. We have our auxiliary fuel tank here, our intake here. Um, we actually, this is the only quick dump that you'll ever see on a adventure bike. It's actually, it's actually works. You can fill five and a half gallons if you had a tank that big in like eight seconds. So if you're if you're listening, this is a podcast and you want to take a take a look at, at some of this stuff. These videos are up on Facebook and also YouTube. And you can see some of these bikes that are actually pretty spectacular. Or you can come down to Rottweiler and uh, make it a little destination stop and check out the showroom. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little busy here. Well, I'm gonna take a little tour and watch this. And go go right over here and uh um, somebody has to pull the handle because I don't have enough hands. Right, Teamwork, man. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, in Tech Talk Taco Tuesday fashion, we're going to have an adult beverage and uh, you know help help work on the show here. Got that good? Good, Chris. Yep. Roll it right in there. Oh, it, this is a snap-on kegerator. You got to get the snap-on kegerator. It's an actual <laughs> snap-on kegerator. We don't mess around. Yeah, snap on kegerator. So, uh, Matt, do you have any questions? Logan, any questions? 
Uh, I'm not seeing any from the chat. Did you did you click so. that um? That was a nice um. That was a nice long one. I noticed the um counter isn't up tonight. Well, I was uh, yeah. Oh, you did. Sorry for that. I don't, I'm not. I'm not near a keyboard. Logan's not near a keyboard, so we can't. If you really do it again, it's strike three. <laughs> so hey, there's bikes with those slick tires on there. We don't really do these. This is the Duke corner. Duke corner. Automatic endo. Uh, for for what? Oh, if they have slick tires on them. Yeah, yeah. You know our roosterette endo segment. I guess uh-huh. evidently, if you put slick tires on your bike, I just endo it. <laughs> yeah. The big part of the business, though. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, street is probably about a third, you know, we're obviously well known for the adventure stuff and, you know, we're getting known for the enduro stuff and the street stuff is a big thing. We do a lot of intakes and hop up mods for these. This one's like a fully built 790. I mean, we threw the, everything in the kitchen sink at that same thing with that one. Um, you know, who Max Hazon is not familiar. He, he's a, a guy up in like Malibu who does a lot of custom bikes. He's, he's got a lot of big following. He just built this kind of rear cowling for us. You know, we're trying to do, you know, some cool custom stuff. Nothing, nothing major, but he was very kind to make that for me. And then this is our 2020 Super Duke, which is, you know, an amazing bike. But a lot of horsepower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 160-something. Yeah. So. I, I, I got to ride. I got to ride one of these down the street, like, what, about a year ago? Mm-hmm. And ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only bike I'll actually run with all the, like, bells and whistle electronics on. <laughs> Everything else I turn off, like adventure bikes, I want them off. Right. That one, I'm happy to keep them on. Yeah. So, no problem there. So, that's so, uh, that's the long and the short of it. That's, uh, that's the uh, Rottweiler Performance facility here. Um, I think it's a good time to go and take a commercial break, huh, Matt? Yep. I was thinking the same thing. So, we're going to take a commercial break, and we're going to come back at you. We're going to do a little bit of rooster endo, and then we're going to talk about Chris's pet, Husky 501. And we might just do a live rooster endo on it, but you just never know. So we'll see you on the next side of the ads. Have you ever seen any one of my bikes? They all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, Fast Company, that's www.fastco.com, makes the flex handlebar. And it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe. And they're really tough. And I've been running for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want, and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in fast. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or 
text and it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you if you've ever received an order from us you know that the taco touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and aftermarket parts where we can, sometimes for life. We test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively. We're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer. And if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade, then we don't offer it on the store. Everything that we carry is something that we have personally used, tested and ridden and raced and knows meets the, the high taco touch demanding standard. Go out and get some adventure. Since 2009, Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. All right, we are back. And uh, we are definitely back. You know, I upgraded my, on that on that thing, check this out. Ooh. I upgraded my mug to one of these Rottweiler glasses. Nice. Look at that. That's looking pretty nice. The, the, the art on it is insane. Are those, uh, are those for sale? Yeah. Yeah, for sale. You need one? You want to buy this? I would love one. I can sell this to you. This one right here. I'll make so, it. Just let me know what the price is. I might. That that seems pretty. That's uh, that's pretty sweet. Right on. Well, uh, so I guess we're going to get into Rooster Endo. Did you send me? The, yes, I did. The the things that are in an email or of some sorts. Yes, I sent essentially just a Google Doc and I emailed it to you, Jimmy right. I'm gonna. I'm opening that up right now, so I know what they are. Wait, I see the Google Doc. Oh, there's photos too. Good. Okay, so why don't we uh, get right into this? So, do you understand what Rooster Endo? This is Rooster Endo. This is brought to you by TacoMoto.co. So, TacoMoto is the place where you go if you want to modify your bike. It's kind of like Rottweiler Performance, except it's in Vegas, and he concentrates on the smaller single cylinder bikes mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, familiar? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to? Do you want to go to battle with him? No, why not? <laughs> well, when he sees your 501, he's going to get jealous. Well, so, yeah. we, we purposely build things that, that uh, are uh, so over the top that uh, not many people can touch. Right. Okay. So uh, the, the way that Rooster Rando works is um, our viewers send us a picture of their bike and they tell us your make and model, which is really important because sometimes I can't tell. Mm-hmm. And then we they'll, they'll list off their modifications or tell us something about their bike and then we get to kind of talk about it. So okay. let's uh, get right to whichever one you want to get to Logan. You're going to, you're going to Sam handle Foster. Sam Foster. Okay. And it's on the screen. It has a 21 500 E X E F. That's, that's it. So that's it. Grading the looks. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. all he wrote, Sam but Foster there's stock. quite a few things. 
Oh, there's quite a few things. Yeah. On his list? Man, is this no, no list. No, no list. list. Yeah, that's... It was a push. I think it's just you didn't include a list of mods. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know what? I could sit here and I could tell you about eighty percent of the stuff on it just with my keen eyesight. But yeah, same here. <laughs> this is this is the this is the way that this works. Does he get an endo for effort? You know what? I tend to agree with your opinion there. And that's yeah, an endo kind for of phoning it in a little and, bit. Endo for effort, Sam. That was a yeah. Phone, yeah, phoning it in. It's like we, we've got job openings. Like literally, like send us emails and that they don't even include a resume. It's like, how do you give me a job? Yeah, give me a job. Hold on, let me apply for a job real quick. I'll give you a job. You're cheap. <laughs> I actually was thinking about it. Come down here just for a day and work. Sure. Just to, just to get. I could probably do something here. You could. Like there, you have a room, right? Okay. Good. Uh, Logan, you see how I just did that? How I just got a job? I just got hired. I I did see that. Yeah, I can okay, push a broom too. Huh? I you can push a broom too. Okay. I can push a broom better than you did. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Let's let's do a broom pushing competition I, and find I, out. I, I, you know, I, <laughs> a broom. Well, why? You know what? You can start pushing the broom in my in my shop right now, and I'll come back and tell you how you did. Okay, sounds good. No, no, no. I'll, I'll do one section, and then you have to do a section. <laughs> and then we get the kids to do the rest of it because uh, we'll need to have a beer after that. <laughs> Well, the problem is we're going to have to redo the damn thing, no matter how they do it. The kids, right, yeah. Right. Next bike. Roku, Abador. Uh, Ro right there. Roku, Abador. Right. Okay. Okay. Twenty twenty one Rockstar five hundred one. Get FMF one hundred percent uncorked. Hall effects, suspension, Brimbos, and wow. other. Few other mods, pending swapped parts reassignment. What's what's Brembo's? That's exactly Brembo's. Is that is that the stock brakes? Well, they come with Magira or yeah. braking. Oh wow! So he did. That's you know we 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 have a friend out there, Big John out in front, that actually spent a lot of time searching around. He ended up having to get the Rockstar Edition. So. It is the Rockstar, though. So the Rockstar comes with the Brembo's. So he didn't do anything. Does it? Yeah. That's that's why John... I remember this is what... Breaking? My, my, my buddy... Like, I go, why'd you get the factory edition? Like, what was the thing? It's usually just a little extra bling. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 the factory edition came with the Brembo's as opposed to the... What's the other one? The, not uh, factory brakes? No. Uh, breaking. Breaking. No. Break. No. Break. Not, no. Factory. Factory brakes. No, it's like break something. Oh, I don't somebody, know. It's the somebody, 22s come with it. Somebody in the chat help us out here. It's fact. It's, I think they're called factory breaks. I'm always broken. Broken. <laughs> uh, somebody in the chat will come up with the, with the question. So what is the, uh, what is the, they're break called tech? factory, I think. Break tech. Break tech. Break tech. There we go. Good job, Matt. Did you, did you Google it? No, Facebook user helped us out. <laughs> Good. Thank you, Facebook user. I knew that someone would come by and help us. So, so he didn't. So, if his was the Rockstar Nation, which looks like it is, pending swap parts reassignment. What does that mean? Is that like gender reassignment? <laughs> Could be. He's trying to. Denuder his bike, I think. 
I don't know. You might be honing in on something here. Flip the sack. This might be your last show. You might get canceled. Uh, Good, too. I like the fact that he has an American flag chair in the background. Yeah. But the fact that it's in his garage and he didn't even take it outside to shoot the photo means kind of like the other one. Mm. It's it's a trash can behind it, too. There's a slight amount of lack of effort. Logan, do you agree? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice bike. Bad presentation. Let's put it that way. I, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I don't like I, I, I anyone who rides a motorcycle is awesome. It doesn't matter what brand at all. So this is hard for me to do any kind of endo to double. You're double endoing right now. Am I it's too straight? Okay, let's go. Next bike. Endo. Joshua Barkle. Hey, and you know, and you know, I'll tell you something else. The endo doesn't it doesn't determine the guy who's going to win the hundred bucks. Okay. So we 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 can give it to an endo just because the bike endos doesn't mean that you, you've completely disqualified it. It's kind of how we feel net 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 about the whole thing. Okay. End of the end of the prison. I mean, all this is pointless anyway. You know, I'm going to win this thing. We haven't looked at money. Oh, you can't. Mine is eligible. Didn't you read? Right? Did, didn't you read the thing where it said it said uh, uh, presenters on the show can not be eligible? Not eligible. For the prize? Okay, never mind. Okay, right. yeah. so it's you are so you are going to endo everybody. No, and then take no. and try to try to win the prize. I would have, I would, I would have roosted everybody. I would have roosted everybody. Oh, just because you're a nice guy. No, but <laughs> just because that one. I mean, come on, it doesn't matter. Okay, There's next no bike. Competition. Next bike. Wait till Joshua you see Barkle. the Barkle. <laughs> Twenty-two FMF full system, Giddy ignition, enduro air boot, twin air Here. filter and cage, IMS rally pegs, Michelin enduros. With studs for winter, winter weighted with taco weights, barkbuster handguards, IMS rally pag pegs. That's the second time. SKDA graphic kit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roost this thing out of the gate just to, because it's on ice. I I was I'm I'm right there with you. I, I like that he the fact he doubled down on the on the foot pegs. I yeah. always talk about how important. Foot pegs are because that's how you control your motorcycle. The IMS foot pegs are great. And, yeah, they're really good foot pegs. I, I, I think that bike not only that guy risked he risked his life to take that picture for me. How can you even remotely think about endo? No, I'm not even thinking about endo. I'm falling through ice. No, this like one minute you're dead. No, this bike roosts. I mean. Plain and simple, this bike just roosts because he actually went the effort to go take the photo out on the ice. Mm-hmm. It was probably just a picture he took of his bike and pulled out his phone because it is, unless he's in New Zealand or someplace in Australia that I don't know about that completely freezes up like this. This photo was taken a long time ago. And when he got the thing, he just, he had this good photo, which is a lot better than you going, oh, I can win a hundred bucks. And you run out in the garage and take a picture of your bike. Mm-hmm. This is kind of giving away a little secret because people are going to, I have a good picture of my bike and they can throw it in there. But he, he at least listed off, he listed make, uh Oh, he didn't put what kind of, what kind of bike this was. Did you notice that? It could be, it could be a white KTM, even though it says plainly on the side, Husky. That's so you all think, aren't they all white KTMs? Yeah. Isn't, isn't it a, <laughs> it's a, it's a 502 501? Right, but what what brand is it? Where does it say what brand it is? What if I what if I was what if I was a dumb internet presenter and I didn't know and I just said this and I said you are a dumb internet presenter. What if it's a gas gas? So okay. No, I'm it roosts. 
You know, I maybe it just says Husky on the side so he could have some Husky sled dogs. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen ice in my life, so this is already Matt's from, Matt, Matt, like, grew up in Alaska when he was a little kid, and then he went back there to go to school, so he's all, he's intimately tied to the ice. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah I've, I've met, I've met the ice riding, uh, ice racing group up in Anchorage. The guys are gnarly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I avoid ice at all costs. Yeah, okay, that one, Ruth. And the ice looks gorgeous, like that, like the, the blue ice, oof. it, it kind of adds to it to me, for me. Alex Jaroski. How, how, how do you know when it's thin? Uh, if you fall through it, it's pretty thin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, give yourself an um count there for that one. That was a big, long one. But good, good um, response. Just, next just let me know. Alex Jaroski. 2021 500 Graves Exhaust ECU 100%. Well, woohoo. Okay, I have no idea what that bike is because it's just a 2021 500. It could be a lot of different things. And he's really proud of that exhaust. I mean, that's like, didn't we go through this last time about shoving your exhaust in my face? Yeah. yeah. And I know this is a thing because on the internet, like I think the, the big booty thing is going around where you shake your big booty around. Mm-hmm. If I were going to do this, I wouldn't have sent a picture like this in. I would give me a gift where that muffler was just jangling. Doing some doing some twerking or something like this, right? Sure, right. Um, he did go to the effort to actually take a picture of his motorcycle. It's on top of something pretty hot. It's it's out there. It's nice. It looks like someplace I'd want to ride. It looks like Colorado, maybe or Utah. I, I want to go a little more southern Utah-ish, but yeah, it's a, it looks like a fun place to to go, but. It's got that big booty look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and he's and he's big on the, he's big on the graves exhaust. Doesn't that mean it's quiet? You're all about quiet. Well, the size of the muffler would indicate that it could potentially be quiet. Mm-hmm. Could okay, I, but I can't see the I can't see the insert. I can't see the parts of the booty that are going to make the booty effective. The bigger the cushion, the harder the cushion, Jimmy. We all know this. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. This is a tough one on Rooster Endo for me. He doesn't say, he says a hundred percent Wahoo, but he doesn't say like, I got a quiet insert to, so that I don't bother my neighbors when I fire this thing up and race up and down the street. I'm going to say roost for scenery. Roost for scenery. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. It's my first time, but no, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. Logan, what do you think? I think his rules are as legit as Jimmy's rules. So Oh, you mean uh, Chris's rules? Yes. But what do you think about this bike, Rooster Enum? I like it. You, Just you over like halfway. it? Just over halfway. So it's like it's like it's like a it's it's like a. He did kind of phone in the uh, the explanation. The explanation, though, the explanation is phoned in a little yeah. bit. But he went through the effort. And ECU got a good. Got a good ECU phone. what stock ECU? ECU. Most motorcycles have an ECU. Okay, so you're, now you're reconsidering. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm agreeing with him because it's he, okay. gets, he gets deduction for for the phoning in the, the explanation, but he gets right. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here and go. I right now I can see he's got a he's got a um, uh, a rear disc protector. He has a front disc protector also, but not the kind that I'm so anti about. 
He looks like, to me, and I think it might be the way it's set on the rocks, it looks like his preload's a little stiff on the rear. Doesn't mm. look like it's, I mean, I mean that's he might that, be a big guy. That big booty angle, yeah. you know? But He might uh, have a big booty himself. And I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed because it's, he's got a stock tank on it and you can't only, you can only go like, you know, 50 miles. Want a little more range out of that thing, but he's maybe, you know, uh, Boy, I'm I'm torn in this. Matt, what's your what's your call? Uh, it's middle of the road for me, honestly. Middle of the road. Do we need a new category? Middle of the road, so Rando? you can so you can feel good about like you're degrading of someone. Slide, roost, endo, slide, slide. I'm gonna slide on this one. <laughs> slide. No, we gotta gotta be definitive. Um, Is there a meh? I'm kind of going. Mm-hmm. So you have a roost. I have, no, what did you have? What did you have? You guys were both like roost plus barely. Like 1% past. Uh, yeah. Nah, this thing's like death metal for me. It's a rendo. Oh, death metal. We were listening to that earlier. When I rolled in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, you're going endo. So it's now it's 50 50. Yep. And you know what? It's going to go dead set in the middle. We we can't you you cannot start being in the middle on things because if you're in the middle you're just saying I have no opinion and you always have an opinion. My, so my, my opinion, opinion is the bike isn't that bad, but the photo is not that good. But for me, photo is okay. Bike is okay. Presentation delivery okay. is ando. So that's it. Endos because he should have at least told me what kind of bike it was. It's just a five hundred. Right. The scenery makes me feel warm and fuzzy. So I'm. Yeah, he's going. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, when I I, I replied to somebody, they were asking a lot of questions about a motorcycle, and I replied with very simple: KTM five hundred EXC. So that there was no question about what I replied about. It was like. Because if I would have just said 2021 500, there's a lot of different things that you could do. So, anyways, where are we at? Logan, you're you're the final decision. Where are you putting it on the board? It's already on the board. Oh, I can move it. Right I like oh, it's this. I saw you put it on the middle, but the, the middle's a very pick a side. Logan. Right. I think right there. Okay. Which we moved it a little yeah. to more end it's, it's one of two things right there. It's endo right there. Oh, endo. Okay. Yep. <laughs> See how much I, I just influence these guys without actually influencing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Okay. Matt, you get to read. You get to practice all that college stuff. I don't know. Put my those degree to use. Wait a minute. Good use Wait a minute. Oh, so since it, so here's the problem is it has more than 17 words in total. So Logan just passes. Go. Yeah, we have a whole video. Logan, how, how's our how's our uh, adventure? How's Logan's first adventure ride slash vlog video coming along? We need uh, some more assets to kind of get it get it going Cause, a little bit yeah, more. Because Logan's dialogue didn't carry the whole video through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, it made it made for a good running joke, but let's get into this next bike. So this submission's from uh, Luke Shoaf. It's a 2015 Husqvarna FE501S. The okay, mods include. So, 
right there, just right there in the fact that he followed the instructions, you're making model with his name, which is pretty incredible because usually they're attached mm-hmm. to the email, but we've, we've got the, that's the core. That's the crux of this. So next time you're submitting a rooster endo, if you just do those three things, you're so far better off. Well, listen, and in addition, listen to this, bought a couple months ago. And since then it was stolen in parentheses, partially stripped, then rebuilt by myself. And then the throttle stuck wide open during a clutch up wheelie. It was due to a retaining nut backing off inside the throttle body, looped out at 45, 50-ish, finally back together this past week. So I don't know if he's trying to pull at our heartstrings here. Oh, we get that too. Okay, so let's get the parts list there, Matt. All right, so the mods include a custom LED light pod headlight, a Cherubis Cherubis, uh, X-LED fender delete, wraparound blinkers, aluminum skid plate and radiator guards by Enduro Engineering, FMF 4.1 slip-on, Eurotune, Nelson rig tail bag, PDHS bar mounts, Sykra handguards, P3 carbon headguard, and PC racing stainless steel oil filter. He knows, he knows. He knows, he knows what? Yeah, that was just in the parentheses. Yeah, stainless steel old filter, I know, I know. He knows. I know. If you know, yeah, you know. I know. He likes them. The stainless steel oil yeah. filters. I use them on certain bikes. Yeah, they're legit. Yeah, nothing wrong with them. They're fine. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I, I don't you judge. Have the right stuff to clean them. But. I, I like to say I don't judge you on your bike, but that's absolutely what I do when you give your list and your photo and your bike. All we're doing is sitting around here judging. And the fact that he got his bike back after it was stolen is super awesome. Um, that's why he said it was stripped. I think parts were stolen. I think it was stolen. It said he says stolen. He says stolen and then partially stripped. Oh, maybe he got yeah, it. Yeah, he got it. He got it back. He get points for background. He gets points for actually following the directions. He gets points for. I, I say roost. That's an easy one for me. You're not going to ding him on the Continental TKC80 stock tires. No, Jimmy. The tires <laughs> were stolen. I see a highway right behind. What was that, Logan? The tires were stolen. So the knobbies were stolen. So hopefully, they, hopefully. The, Oh, you think the knobbies were stolen? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Actually, well, are we, we rating the bike or are we rating what he's doing? No, we we, we do whatever we want here. It's okay. our show. Hey. You might want to crack open that bottle with tequila, your favorite one there. Uh, I, you know what? I like, I, I like that he got his bike back. I think that's pretty cool. I, I want to know what's that little, what's that little, that little, what's this little thing in the center of the photo? You see, can you see the, um, it looks like a, like, a, like on the road racing pad. So when you lay it down, it slides. What's that little thing right there? It almost looks oh, like a horn. A, he streets it. No, it's a, it's a, it's a crash oh. bobbin. Oh no, maybe that is the horn. That, that is the, I'm going to enhance. I'm enhancing. It looks like a horn. It's the horn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's just kind of relocated the horn and stuff like that. Okay, I you know what? I this guy's into his bike. I don't know. I, I just get the vibe this guy likes his bike. I like the fact that he rode it right up the hill. He was about like uh, seven minutes too late to get that afternoon sunlight. Yeah, he lost the magic hour. He lost the magic hour light, but the fact that he was going for it, I don't care. It makes I want to go roost that grass field. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he just peeled right off there. So right off the highway. Out. Yeah, clicked a couple of gears, so got some photos. There's a golf course I want to tear up. Okay, yeah. Roost on my part. Okay. Roost for me as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a roost. Put him up there. We have any other ones? That nope. is it for tonight, but I understand we need to we have another submission live in the Rottweiler HQ. Oh, no, we're just going to compare it to other bikes that we've seen before in the same way. It's not fair. Oh, it's not fair. No, no, it's not fair. If you I try mean, to enter this one, it's not, it's not fair to anybody. Yeah, it's, it's anybody. It's fine. So which one, which one wins tonight? For me, it was the, the Husky on the ice. Which one was that? Oh, yeah, cold-hearted Alaskan Matt. <laughs> just reminds, reminds me of home. I think it was Joshua... Yeah, Joshua Barkle is my winner. Okay, Logan. Um, here's that last one. Do, do, I don't know. Do, 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 do. I don't know. That, I don't know what they look like. I forgot. Most of your things. So, the only one I remember is the last one. So, last one. Right. So Luke, uh, show off. Oh boy, I'm torn. I just, uh, I really like that last one, mm-hmm. but just the, the, the dude on the ice was, was just, oh, now we're going to have another tie. Points for creativity. Uh, but right now, I'm, I'm, my needle is towards the, the last guy. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm the tiebreaker because I have one and a half votes. All you guys get one and I get one and a half. Uh, my show, my mansplaining, my um, thing. I'm going with the last guy. And here's the reason. Because he gave all the rules, he sent stuff in, all the rules, gave us your making model, that stuff like that. If you look at his bike, it got stolen. It's a bummer. He brought it back, got it, got it back to a position. And you just look at that bike, it needs a little taco moto love. Mm-hmm. That guy, more than all the other guys, I think, the other, some of the other guys could have used it, but they also could have used to put a little more effort into our contest. I mean, our contest is pretty, pretty janky, but. So I think the last guy, I think Luke uh, definitely deserves the hundred model, hundred dollar taco moto gift certificate to help, uh, you know, fix up anything that he needs to get on there. You know what? I'll even kick like new tires. Oh, he just, he, he just got a hundred dollar from Rottweiler. Oh, wow. Yeah. So cool. it's, a, it's a bonus. So, so we're going to, we'll, we'll have him email us and you we'll yeah. get we'll get him your email we'll get it to your email and, and uh yeah we'll get it so here so yeah. Luke, go ahead and email me at matt at jimmy lewis com, and we'll get you all the connections that you need to reach out yeah so yeah thank you everybody for submitting to our little uh, crazy ass contest uh, thank you to takamo thank you to rottweiler thank you for uh, up in this one more one more level and uh and I'm not bummed about his stainless steel. Why is it? Why does everybody think I'm bummed about stainless steel oil filters? I don't know. It just they, they, yeah. I think that's what they interpreted. Yeah, what he was writing there about it. I know you're all about them. I'm all about them because I've tested them and they work. Yeah, I, I, I'm either or. You know, it's it's the funny thing is like how many times you're going to change your oil. It's a math thing for me. It's it's how many times you're going to change your oil. How are you going to use the filters? Like I usually go kind of two oil changes, one filter. That's yeah. my, that's sort of my thing yeah, with cool. the disposable ones. I like the disposable ones because I can cut them apart, flay them out, 
Just see what's going see on. See what's, you know, yeah. look and see what's inside of there. The stainless steel ones, you know, you got to clean them out and take a little extra time and, you know, back flush them. Well, we've got an ultrasonic cleaner. So if you have an ultrasonic cleaner, like if, it's, if, I you, do. if you reload your own bullets, you have one. Huh? Or if you, you know, shop. So we have a seven gallon one back here. And so if they're clean and you put them in there, the ultrasonic cleaner. So when we race the like class 10 and class one cars in Baja, right. all of our um, uh, heat exchangers and our radiators and everything got sent to ultrasonic. And they would send you back little packets with analyzation of what materials came out of it. Oh. So they could see what, what parts of your what motor were letting go and ending up in your cooling. System. So they would actually do it with your cooling system. They'd do it mm-hmm. so it shook all the particles mm-hmm. loose. They have to give you a little bag and, and they would analyze. They would do it like a materialization of what was in it. So with this, we just kind of like set it up and we'll, we're able to see what falls out. I, but I've never, I, this is, see, you learn something every day, Logan. Every day you try to learn something. But you need to make sure your ultrasonic cleaner is clean before you put yeah. something yeah. in there because you don't it's want not, you don't you don't want to do it's like three carburetors like yeah. I usually do and then yeah. and all of a sudden drop a oil filter in there and then that part particular yeah. work its yeah. way into the oil filter yeah. yeah you can actually set it up so that it couldn't so that the stuff couldn't go back in it would only knock the stuff off the side yeah typically just like ultrasonic cleaners they just kind of like they, they sh- scrub they scrub it with like microscopic like bubbles. Yeah, they just they hit it and it just and the, the bubbles just get in there and scrub these microscopic surfaces and everything just kind of falls out. You know, so if you have one of those, if you don't have one of those, you use brake cleaner, car cleaner. Yeah, I, I've always just kind of I just I just flush it from the outside and then I flush it from the inside. You know, the high pressure and I'll squirt it in, yeah. clean it out, dry it out, blow air backwards. So always backwards through it. A little bit of savings over time with with the addition of a little bit of effort. You can't just pop one in, throw it away, pop a new one in. Right. You know, you got to clean it, but if you're going to own the bike long enough, then it pays for itself. I've got, can you turn your, for some reason, your video? Yeah, don't off. worry. Yeah, don't worry. I, I'm going to open this thing back up, hopefully. Uh, here we go. Are we, are we back and alive? You're back. All am good. I alive? Hello. Hello. Am All I alive? Good. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I got to push. There's a button someplace we have to push right there. There. It's like, it's like two old people whose urine aids need to be adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> what two old people what two old people who need their hearing aids adjusted that's what it sounded like both going like, can you hear me oh. what oh man wow <laughs> hey uh is mojave bob live in studio yeah he was just offended by that statement i just made <laughs> uh he's has permission to throw something at you i hope it's not a, i hope it's not the bell the bell would be awesome we haven't said who's once tonight but i'm no, going i don't to. have a bell near me <laughs> Kid's actually good. I got to give it to him, Matt. Yeah, Matt. What about Matt? Logan? Logan, he's he's got a ways to go, but he'll get there. He'll get. There. I mean, were you talking that much when you were like sixteen? Mm. As much as who? Logan. More. Oh, really? Surprise. Does he talk a lot? Him? Yeah. Not at all. Oh, he's like kind of like a mute, except he does every once in a while spit out a word. Yeah. But he has done a fifteen hundred mile adventure ride. No kidding. Have you ever done that when you were 15? No. 16? Nope. No. See, Logan? Nope. All that talking stuff, it's not all it's cracked up to be. That's pretty cool. It's you overrated. get mad, probably. <laughs> overrated, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Somebody said Rottweiler has a slick-looking setup for sure. It would be a dream job. Uh, Just maybe you need to have SS uh, reach out and apply. Yeah, we're hiring. <laughs> They're hiring everybody. Yeah, we Jesse like G has a question. Okay, what's that? I've been trail riding for a KTM 350 EXC F for about eight years now. 
Will a 250 on a track feel powerful enough for me? Wow. What is he, what was he riding for how many, eight years? <laughs> mm -hmm. A three fifty. Sorry. Will a two fifty a two fifty four stroke or a two fifty two stroke? I would assume a two fifty four four stroke. And I'm going to assume by that question that he's never ridden track. Is that correct? I would also assume would that Jesse, if you're still in the chat, could you please put that in? If if it's a four stroke and if you've ridden track before, this sounds to me like he's ridden a three fifty off-road and he would like to get into track riding and he's trying to figure out what size bike i think a 250 would be great to start if you if he's well, never here's, track. Here's, here's the thing is is the the 350 the advantage of the 350 is that it has that little bit extra torque that the 250 doesn't have mm -hmm. and i remember we used to always like all the cheaters used to have like a 280 or a 270 in their 250 just to get that little bit of torque and 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 help and so if you find that you're riding your 350 and you're not afraid to rev it, then you're gonna you're, you're gonna have success on the 250 because you're not afraid to rev it. But if you're not revving it, you know the the 250 is gonna feel down quite a bit in power, and so that's the that's kind of the difference in the dynamic of how that bike how you know the 250 versus 350. But I think we have to know what he's getting at. If he's never ridden track and he's interested in track, I think that's his question. And he said, what, 350 EXC? Yes. I couldn't scroll back up. No, for motocross, they have 250 I, and 450. So I think he's, yeah, he's and, debating and, between the and two. KTM makes a 350 SX, which, oh. is, a, which is a really bitchin' bike. Mm -hmm. And, but. Well, then just. It, that. It, 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 I'll tell you what, your 250 motocross bikes make more power than your 350 EXC. Peak horsepower. But it's all based on RPM. And, and it's, it's really, you know, you got to rev a two bit these days, most of the, the Yamaha probably the, the best of the ones you don't have to rev. And Matt can attest to this, you know, you notice a big difference in the 254 strokes. Yes. Yes. hundred percent in, in, in power delivery. And you some just, of them, mm -hmm. some of them, and the, the KTM gas, gas Husky ones in particular are, I don't want to call them anemic on the bottom end. But if we're just exaggerating here, those ones, when you kind of like roll on the throttle, a 350 roll on the throttle and something happens, a 250F motocross bike, you roll on the throttle and like stuff doesn't happen. Is that, am I accurate? I would, I would agree with that depending on, depending on the model. Yes. Like the, for and instance, the gas we that we rode. Yeah, we don't have a ton of context, but uh, it's that it's the way you only get you only get a certain portion of the, the question. Right. So hopefully that works out. And everybody said uh, we just learned why uh, racing off road cars cost a hundred times more than dirt bikes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Ultra, of ultra sonic <laughs> cleaning your filters after. Oh yeah, after every part out. of that car went out to somebody to get. Mark Daniels uh, wants you to rub some lime on that mosquito bite. I know. I know. I'm trying to figure out what the hell this is. It's like yeah, some kind of bite scabies or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had that when I was a kid. It's miserable. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want us to take that uh, phone over there and check out your your, your prize possession? Sure. Okay. What you want? Are we are we good with that, Matt? Yeah. Go ahead and go for it. It's your show. Better? I'm just hold. I'm just keeping the seat warm. Right. How many ums? 
Uh, the um counter has gone up a lot more tonight when I'm okay. sitting here. So why don't we have Logan talk about the uh, Yamaha two strokes? And I have, I have one other thing I wanted to talk about real quick while we're walking over there. I'll get to this here really quick. Cause I just wanted to do this. Uh, you know, this is kind of off the cuff here. It's hey, Rob, I want you to know that you need to take charge of the night with an auxiliary light. It's like lots of options on their website, bike-specific, plug-and-play for most models. Check out www.rottweilerperformance.com and sign up for the newsletter to see all the specials and new products for your next ride. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, i got to ask my media guy. Is it pretty cool how I just dropped that into the, the conversation seamlessly, Logan? That was great. That was super Taking seamless, head, by the way. but it was for, great. For, ben, for everybody on the podcast, like Logan just uh, like shook his head back and forth, which means no. <laughs> okay, time for you to bang out a Yamaha YZ125 ring. Experience pure performance and exhilarating power with the full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The re-revised YZ125 makes for the perfect step-up machine. Featuring all-new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes and suspension settings, improved rider ergonomics, and new aggressive styling, and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, Check out the YZ250 and the YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85LW deliver big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter Victory Zone today. Nice. Nice. Logan, I think you're going to have to offer a Yamaha discount on that last read here. We're going to have to work on that. <laughs> you got to throw some. You got to throw some effort into that, pal. Oh, you should yeah, see some I, of the first. You should see some of the first ones. My it is, oh, it's, it's it has been improved. improved. He's yeah. working on it. You need to. You need to you need, Google Larry Huffman. Okay. Oh man, Just yeah. Google Larry Huffman. Yeah, Google Larry Huffman. That'd be it. <laughs> Give me the read. What is it? Can I read this? Can I read what he just read? Oh yeah, well maybe, maybe maybe we'll do one. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But hold so on, I'm gonna we're gonna channel a little. We're, we're gonna channel it. But yeah, this is Chris's. Um, so we're here at Rottweiler Performance. This is Chris's current pride and joy. But is there, everybody should be pretty excited about this thing. I I saw this and I've seen it kind of coming along for a little while. But you know what you really got to see is um. Hold on, this is the bicycle I rode down here. Yeah. This is a Schwinn uh, Frontier. Yeah. State of the art clip in pedals. Only yeah. one side, not the other. Take your choice. Yeah. Clip in, Rust, don't in, clip in. Rust it out uh, for so that you 50 52 <laughs> aluminum cranks. Okay. We're, Super <laughs> we're gonna go back to the real bike yeah. now. <laughs> so this bike has been a little bit of work in progress for a while. And when in you go to like you know race shops where they're building factory bikes and stuff. This is the kind of stuff you get to see. And I'm gonna let Chris tell you a little bit about this. And I'm gonna constantly interrupt him to you know tell you a little bit more about different specific parts. And and then we're gonna argue about a couple of things, I guess. Okay, um, Jimmy and I can argue. That's <laughs> that's what we can do well. So this was a bike that we raced in the Snow Rally last year. So West Van Newland House, 
he raced our 790 the first year and did super well and he wanted to come back. And then I spent a gazillion dollars on our 790 and did everything I could to make that thing as raceable as possible. And then Wes says, I kind of want to do a 500 this year. I'm like, bitching. So we raced a 500 and he did really well with it. Not uh, not as good as the 790 though. Not as good as the 790, <laughs> no, but, but way more factory teams were there that year, I will say. Um, with the, on the 790, we were nine seconds out of third behind Ricky Brabeck and Skylar House. Yeah. And there was, a, I can't remember the guy who got third, but we were nine seconds out of it. If I had that quick enough, we would have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> we got seventh place on this bike. We were the second, I think, non-factory team, I want to yeah. say. And it was, it was, uh, gosh, what's his name? The, the kid? There was some guy. Car? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So we uh, took the bike and the bike was a little bit thrashed, not bad, but it was, it, you know, had a week of racing on it. So we stripped it apart and I decided to make it a project bike. So we took the frame, we had a powder coated red, um, it has nothing to do with gas gas at all. We just kind of wanted to do a different color scheme. So we wanted to do like a red and gray and a black kind of color scheme with some white highlights. Um, so we, we did it uh, red and we did some really cool things where there's actually a, a coating on here where the electrical components, where they have to contact the frame, that's actually electrically conductive paint. So we had that done first. So everywhere where there's a coil or the engine or, or, or anything that needs to actually conduct electricity can conduct through the paint. It's not bare and it won't rust. So the idea of this bike was to build, um, part of the idea, I should say, was to build a bike that cannot corrode. So we go to Baja a lot and you get into the ocean because it's a lot of fun and it absolutely destroys your bike. So what we did is we actually took the whole engine apart. And if you look at this engine here, we had the cases vapor honed and then we had them ceramic coated. So the cases will look like this for probably 500 years. They will never corrode. They will never spot. They will, nothing will ever happen to them. And so, so the interesting thing when you're, when you, you can't see this for, for instance, but when you touch it, the the cases literally are like kind of have, they have a smooth. Almost, they, yeah, I almost feel like they're like like greased almost there. Yeah, yeah, they have a smooth finish to them. So it's a it's a real interesting coating. But um, this is the kind of stuff that you know you're into these coatings and materials yeah. and and all this stuff. And I think that comes from like look a little bit the car side and the yeah learning this stuff. But they're, they're always changing. Yeah. And some of this for me, I mean, admittedly, like you and I have debates on bike builds all the time, but yeah. really what it is for me is like, it's the enjoyment of the build. Is it, do I need this? No. But do I get frustrated when my cases are all corroded? Yeah, I do. But you when know? it, but when it works, when it works, yeah. Th then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, this is, if you want to, if you're going to go ride your bike down in Baja and ride in salt flats and down the ocean. Oh, so you did the swing arm too. So we did the swing arm too. Yeah. So this whole swing arm, it's complete. It's all vapor honed and coated. So the swing arm will never corrode. You know, we've got the, you know, the Brembo billet one piece calipers on it and the zip tie, you know, hard coated carriers. And uh, the what's titanium. that? What's that axle made out of rebar? Uh, it's titanium. Actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so every bolt on this bike is titanium. There's nothing on this bike that is not titanium um, that can be titanium. And so the swing arm will look like this as long as it's not scratched or wrecked. It'll look like this forever. And the neat thing is, is that when there's mud or dirt on here, you squirt it with water, no cleaner, no soap, and it just falls off. Yeah. Because it's so hard. So they actually coat uh, props on boats with this stuff because barnacles cannot, it's so hard, barnacles can't claw into them and, and grasp it. They just fall off. Huh. So we have our, so we actually sell these. We have, this is the, the subframe and these break a lot. So we actually wrap the subframe in carbon fiber here. So the factory guys do this. 
Um, so they wrap them in carbon fiber because they do snap. We actually broke two in the snow rally in five days. And so we wrap them in the carbon fiber. We can't do the bottom. We, we could, but it, it really wouldn't do much. Had the motor built by Boyko. Um, so we had the, the gears um, polished and then they're back cut. So all the dogs are back cut in the transmission. Um, we had the cylinder ported. We had the crank balanced. Well, the head ported. I'm, I'm sorry, the head ported. Yeah, the, the head was on, I think, a two stroke day. Like, I'm Hold on a second. My, oh. my, my early Hold on a second. He's, you, you stay there. Hold on a second there. Oh, here we go. Yeah. He's channeling his inner Quadzilla 500, by the yeah, way. That's which, 250. Oh, yeah. only a 250? You didn't have a 500? No, no, that was yeah. you could. That's like them. that's like people I knew that raced um, like Husaberg 450s, and they never got the 570. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, can you ding the bell for street cred? I built that from scratch myself. <laughs> <and> <laughs> was, oh, there so it is. That whole quad <laughs> is built from scratch, <laughs> hand designed by me. So. Um, we have MX Tech front suspension. So this is very unique suspension right here. It's very cool. So these, these are Luxon triple clamps, but they're custom made for this suspension. So these outer tubes right here are actually one millimeter so smaller. Ex explain that this is MX Tech suspension as an MX Tech in manufactures the, the entire, entire thing. thing. Yes. Yeah. So this they is don't like, buy the tubes. Yeah. They don't buy the, they manufacture. The so you're, it's, it's essentially like a factory four. It's a factory four. Yeah. So. These right here, they, what they did is they actually went one millimeter smaller here on the outer tube, and they went one millimeter larger on the lower. And what they're trying to do is change the flex points. Now, I can't really get in like too into exactly what they're doing. That's MX Tech. That's right. what they have to do. But the idea was, to, they, I remember talking to Jeremy, and he, he talked about changing the flexion, the flex of the bike a little bit, where it flexed. So we wanted it, I think, I believe, to flex more here and flex less here. And so I think he's trying to get a more compliant um, again, titanium axle, titanium bolts. These come with titanium bolts. Everything that they do is titanium. We have a, a single piece uh, Brembo front caliper. Even the pins, the guide pins, they're titanium. You can <laughs> buy them and we have them. Titanium uh, banjo bolt. Um, these are Galfra oversized rotors. So we have the Galfra oversized kit uh, right here. It's the 270. Those are completely legit. Um, there were the first time I rode with them, I thought my front tire was absolute shit. And I kept knifing the front end and I totally forgot that I had the oversized rotors. They actually do work really well. This is, oh, and I forgot, these forks are exactly one pound lighter each because of all the exotic materials they use. This shock is three quarters of a pound lighter. So this is MX Tech's uh, Natty shock. I don't know that much about them. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but they're completely custom made from the ground up. I think I think you're pretty stoked on the the, the look and the materials. Well, yeah, that, that's the not, that's the initial stoke. Yeah, how can you not be? So so but these are legit. They do work. So here's 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 where I fit into the picture. It's like I, I think the thing's awesome. I love the way it looks and the stuff. And until I ride it, I can't offer any opinion other than it's pretty nice. <laughs> well, I mean, again, the whole some of it is the enjoyment of the build. That's like that's you know you're always talking about you know stock. Most people cannot outride stock, and that's true. But, but you want to build. I, right. You know, I enjoy having the cases vapor honed and having the gears polished and just, you know, just everything we're doing. You know, we have the aftermarket motor mounts, the FCP. Um, we do sell these. They do break. We did break one in the snow route. Yep. Uh, the stock ones, not these. These, these, we use these because the stock ones. How, how long, how long till it, this thing is reassembled? Oh, uh, a few months, I guess. Just, <laughs> I'm I'm so busy right now. It just depends on what's happening. 
we have our, our custom, we have our hard anodized uh, quick fill that actually has a Rottweiler reticle in it. Yeah. So we laser etch these here in house. Um, titanium stuff. Uh, I'm trying to see what else is on these shelves. Get ECU. We've got uh, clean spring brake pedals. We've got all kinds. Of, where's oh? It's a whole shelf of there's some unobtainium stuff here. These are all titanium uh, linkage bolts. But here's here's where here's where we okay. So hold those two pieces up. Okay. So here's here's where here's, here's where Jamie's gonna here, make fun here's, of. Here's no, I'm not gonna make fun of them. I'm, I'm gonna just kind of talk about a couple of things. So hold both those, hold that, and the, and now put the titanium parts down, and hold up the linkage guard one. So this is what he's gonna put on here. Okay. And and I have I have no problem with putting this on here, but when he started talking about this, and he's like, okay, here's a here's a pound here, and there's a pound there, and there's you know this many extra pound of pounds, and then he's gonna he's gonna put this on here. <laughs> And I'm like going, well, I thought we were going to try to get to the lowest weight possible. That's not the goal. Okay. It's, well, it's your build. You can do however you want. Right. And, and he's going to put that linkage guard on there, which is quite a bit heavier than the standard one. Mm-hmm. Probably it, double. Yeah. could be double, but then again, you're not going to break stuff. But it's low and centered and yeah. it's protected. So this is a balance of building the lightest bike I can, but the most reliable and the most protected. Like the, so, like the coatings. Now those coatings, those coatings don't add. No any any weight to anything no. yeah i mean so. the vapor honing alone actually makes them somewhat corrosion proof because it actually seals the pores it smashes everything shut. okay so you're not going to be carrying around extra dirt in your pores on your swing arm because <laughs> right. this is right. stuff that i'm concerned no, with the, you know trail tech trail yeah. tech kickstand these are really light they're really cool and you can actually go faster because the wind can go through your kickstand <laughs> i mean <laughs> Think about it. This would be this would be something I'd try to tell you actually works, right? The the the, the question that the readers really want to know, Chris, uh, are you going to be running a front disc rotor guard? Oh no, <laughs> no, <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> so, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna put this up for the chat room. I want the chat. We're gonna go sit down and we're gonna have our last little sip of tequila and shut the show down. But um, which wheels go on here? Oh, so we had these wheels custom made. So you're going to make fun of me because they A60. I know you don't like A60. No, I, I don't. I don't not like it. I think it's too stiff. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. But we're Bahan. We're oh, you, you got your name on there? I did. I did. Yeah. Because you can laser. You have your own laser etcher. Yeah, we machine. have our own laser etcher that rotates it. But these are hard anodized, which is very cool because a lot of times the anodized hubs, they basically get destroyed by rocks. So the hard anodized does not. So they'll, they look like this forever. Could you laser etch my face I could. on my hub? I could. <laughs> I could. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Just checking. I, I kind of want to do that now. Okay. So that's a, so, so, so you in the uh, chat room now get to decide whether Chris is by rooster endos. Cause I'm here in person. I don't want to get punched when I say what I think, <laughs> but uh, um, I'll, t- and I'll tell you, I'll, no, I will tell you what I think when we, when we get done with it. And uh, we'll go, we'll uh, kind of sit back down, have our last sip of tequila. Uh, Logan, do we have any more ad reads that we need to get to? Maybe. Maybe. That's that's always good that you're, see concepts. Maybe, you're maybe prepared. There's a seat concept uh, seat going on that bike. Hey, it's, that bike's going to get a seat concept seat. Automatic. Like right there. Oh. Yep. Yeah, this bike. See concept C. Go ahead and do your oh. read. Since 2009, handmade seat products made in the USA 
Seat styles are available in various options. Low to tall seats, narrow to wide profiles. Oh, perpetuary foam formula <laughs> that is adjusted for each customer based on rider style, style, weight, and firmness preferences. Designs built for long-haul adventure rides or a weekend at the track. Ride the world with seat concepts. Hey, uh, Logan, good good job on that. I'm glad that we have perpetuary um, foam for yeah. the different seats. That was my best. Do words. Larry Huffman. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if, 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 oh, you know, I had one other thing for the show too. It's Baja 502. Yeah. Is, is the, is, that's the clutch cover that's going to go on that. Notice he's going to put a recluse there because mm-hmm. you're old. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, you know, why it's 502, right? Um, 502. No, because it's one better than 501. It's one better than a five. <laughs> Actually, true. That's I, why I did it. I didn't know that. Do we have how's our how's our comments going there on the Baja five hundred two on the thing? Does it roost? Uh, San Jose Bob is saying. Oh, San Felipe Bob. Sorry, it's <laughs> towards the end of the show. No, uh, he's saying no rotor guard, so it's an endo. <laughs> no rotor guards at endos. Yeah, that's what. That's, that's the deciding factor is a rotor guard. Um, uh, I've never needed a rotor guard in my entire life. <laughs> These are high, actually. Never. This is what happens when you don't have a standardized criteria. It's just kind of whatever whatever the not, vibe is. Not a regular viewer of the show, and if you were a regular viewer of the show, uh, you you would you would know. If you're a regular viewer of the show, you would know that we're not a big fan of the rotor guards and no. stuff like that. Don't worry about this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, we we were, we were curious about the so the, the consensus is that it's that it's that it roosts. Did he say roost or endo? Okay, so SS. Endo. endo. They said endo. Endo. It endos because it doesn't have our. That's gotta be. SS that is saying no slick tires, so it roosts. Yeah, SS is the guy's going to come down here for a job interview real soon. So okay. he's roosting you. That's good. Hey Logan, what do you think? It's going to be a good build. And a well going to be a good bill. So my my issue, well, my only issue with it right now is that it's not done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and, come, come live my life, Jimmy. And then and then the fact that it's going to take a couple of months, it's like yeah, this anticipation is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pitch to, to Chris now. When you get that thing done, do I get invited to ride it? Sure. Okay. I want I want to I want to ride this bike, especially. More so than anything about all the, the, the different parts and stuff is when we were sitting in the dyno there, he pulled up about 70 different dyno charts showing me different, different things he's done on the Husky 501 with tuning and, and all this stuff. And I really, really want to uh, take that thing for a spin because he told me three other guys that just told him it was the best bike ever. And so now amazing. He's got he's got five guys that say it's the best bike, you know, the best mapping as far as the engine configuration ever. So now I need to ride it because your Honda 450 was pretty impressive, like back in the day, a long time ago. Then this was done with carburetors, and you guys are doing different cams and heads and all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be awesome to see. But that's a cool hundred dollar bonus. Congrats, uh, somebody somebody got that. And now Rusty wants to know where to send the photos to to get the hundred dollar gift certificate. Tonight it was a two hundred dollar gift certificate, uh, thanks to Rottweiler. 
Hey, uh, Matt, you know, we have some new things coming up on the show that, that nobody really knows about that. Much, oh, right? I got a preview. I got a preview of it. I'm, I'm looking right. forward to it. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this edition. I'm also looking forward to your mic stand not falling over mid-show. Oh, did you just break that too? No, I was adjusting it and it just attacked me. It was I was terrified for my life. I was assaulted by well, your mic stand. There's there's your there's your technical difficulties. Hey, um is that uh it's Mr. Happy. No, that's Mr. Happy. That, is not going to be happy. Oh, 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 yeah. You're pointing at Mr. Happy oh, and Mr. Happy. So he, he, we, we're always looking to one up this show. You know, we're yeah. looking to take it to the next level, and we've tried everything. At least Logan is trying to in, in spirit the next level. Well, the Logan, next level. Logan in in the spirit of Cooper, who was, was our co-host last week, that can't pronounce words. Uh huh. He made sure that the the what, what was what was the seat foam? It's Larry Huffman for perpetuary. Perpetuary, yeah, yeah. Perpetuary is that a real word? Well, he spelled it that. He read it that way. It's proprietary. Proprietary. Oh. The Seacon has proprietary foam, and he said, "I think perpetuary. I think he just invented a word." No, well, Cooper does. Call, call the Urban Dictionary. Cooper almost every week does, and he's he's uh, he's unfortunately not with us this week. He's out vacationing. So, uh, okay, do we have any other questions? I see a couple of other ones. Do they have anything pop up there? Uh, I think I think we're good for the night. I think that was a good show. Oh, you think it was a good show? Well, what do the viewers think? But that's the important thing. The reviews are the reviews are still coming in. Jury's still out on that. But you, you think it's a good show because you, you take a big portion of the proceeds from this show and it goes into your pocket. And that's what makes it good. Right? Are they proceeds? Correct. Well, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends on how. You know, if if you make five dollars an hour, I think you're doing okay. Good. Okay, technically yeah. that's proceeds. Yeah, sounds good. So, except you drank six dollars worth of beer. So, well, yeah. Well, there there we go. I'm gonna have to Matt. I'm taking it out of your paycheck. Some complicated math there. Understand. Hey, understand. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for joining in. Uh, so, if you're watching this on YouTube's or Facebooks, of course you can listen. This is a podcast. We have it on the popular podcasting platforms. Uh, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, make sure you comment on wherever you saw it or send Matt at JimmyLewisOffRoad.com an email and complain about it because he's the only one that can fix these things. I'm uh, not responsible myself. The opinions I express in the show are not even my own. I just make them up out of thin air. Right, Logan? Yep. Yep. That's good. So uh, with that, we'd like to thank everybody for joining. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors which are, of course, Yamaha, Takamoto, Scott Sports. Uh, did anybody wear any Scott goggles today? I wore them um, yesterday. In your night race? No, uh, just riding. Oh, you went riding yesterday? Yeah. Where'd you go riding? Boulder City. Because yeah, you, you ditched Perump. You're out of the Valley of the Dirt people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a city boy like me now. What what did you wear in your night race? I wore Climb and Scott. Okay, Scott good. Stuff. Scott Gog. That's it. And, and that's it. the Climb is another sponsor? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've got more Climb than any healthy person should ever own. That's good. I, I do too. Uh, DDC, our first sponsor of the show. DDC makes really awesome uh, sprockets. Hmm. Trail Tech. Fast Company, Seat Concepts, Bold Proof Designs. All good companies. Yeah. 
And uh, we carry all that. Yeah, they're all good stuff. If you want to really support the show, click through our uh, Amazon links or our Rocky Mountain MC banner links on the website. Visit www.dirtbiketest.com. They are easier to find now. Oh, yeah. We have new content going up all the time. And hopefully uh, you enjoyed the show as much as Matt did. And with that, you know what we say at the end of the show? Mm -hmm. Remember? Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. We'll see you out on the trail. So cheers, everybody. See you, everybody. Thanks for having me.